I'm the same way, especially with social media nowadays. Mm-hmm. People just show you their highlight reels. Exactly. They don't show you the behind mm-hmm. the scenes, the difficult days. Here we are, episode we're two, we're back, episode two of Go Vertical. Um, we are joining you from uh, the NSJ Digital Nerd Cave. Um, I think I'm going to I think I'm gonna try to trademark that name. Nerd here. is a bad word in the roofing industry, the just nerd so you know. Cave. Is it? Yeah, we just, a nerdy roofer just doesn't, doesn't really Yeah, but see, I'm not, a, I'm not a roofer, so I, I can be nerdy, yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, we're down in my office, I uh, decorated, got some cool stuff on the walls, some lights, so... It's awesome. <clears throat> Pay attention. I'll, I'll put some clips of this on uh, social media. So if you're curious what the nerd cave looks like, make sure to check that out. Um, what's what's your last week been like, Nick? What have you been working on? Uh, last week, you know, some I've been highlights. making uh, a lot of calls. Yeah, doing some cold calling. Yeah, love it. We talked about that great. last episode. Being willing to make yep. the call. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, it's. Uh, just building relationships and, um, you know, it's been fun. I like, I like just talking to people, getting to know people, developing relationships and, uh, that's a lot of fun and it's yeah. really, it's really rewarding. Um, I think, okay, this will be another podcast, but, uh, <laughs> bunny we trail. have, yeah, bunny trail real quick. We have, uh, look up Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Okay. We have different needs that, um, higher needs are more valuable. And relationship and, and like a sense of belonging is like on the third tier up. And so that's why you feel a lot more fulfilled when you develop a relationship as opposed to just getting a sale. Mm. Because money is like just what you need to survive. So it's a very low level of need. Whereas relationship is a higher level of need. It's Absolutely. a lot more valuable. So you feel better when you build relationships as opposed to getting sales. That does sound like a full podcast worth of Yeah, that we'll get into that some other about. time, but you brought it up, so it's your fault. <laughs> um, hey, anyways, uh, this is Nick Jordan um, with uh, NSJ Digital and now of the Go Vertical podcast. I can start adding that to my business card, Absolutely. I think. <clears throat> and who are you, young man? Well, I am Warren UT, co-host of Go Vertical. I love it. <laughs> and also of The Roofer Help and Seamless Roofs, LLC. Absolutely. And I don't know, you'll probably start another business at some point. But Yeah. We actually have another venture we're working on, so we might we might talk about that at a future episode sometime. There There's another another thing. Every couple of years, Lauren and I uh we gotta keep going. We gotta start and growing, thing. right? Yep, exactly. Going and growing. Going and growing. Uh which is perfect because we're gonna talk about growth today. Hey, I got a roofing joke for you. <laughs> These are bad. That yeah, oh this is bad. <clears throat> that roofer is so arrogant. He's always looking down on me. Oh my goodness. By the way, guys, I have not approved any of these roofer jokes. I have he hasn't run anything by me. Nope, I don't. That's actually okay. No, they're always bad. looking they're always looking down. There's always looking down at me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, I got a qu- okay, icebreaker question for you, Warren. Actually, before, before we get that, topic. Uh oh, okay. Send send your favorite roofer joke to Nick at NSJDigital.com. Yes. Do it, and we're gonna we're gonna pick the top couple and use them on our show. The yep. best roofer joke them. you've ever had, absolutely. Maybe we should give like, and we'll give a shout out to their their. If you have a business, 
We'll give a shout out to your business, where you're from and what you do and share the best roofer joke that you have. Love it. Let's do it. Send them in. Fill my inbox. Okay, icebreaker question, Warren. What is, so, what's one piece of wisdom or advice, or if you could go back when you were starting your business, when you were starting Seamless Roofs year one, what's one thing you would, you've learned over the past several years that you would go back and tell yourself? So there's two kinds of entrepreneurs when they start their business that I see. One of them is extremely stingy and is not willing to take financial risks to grow their business. And the other one is terrible at keeping track of their numbers and they just they see big companies doing things like wrapping their trucks. So they think they have to wrap their truck even yeah. though they have no budget for it. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I feel like I did, even though Lauren and my wife encouraged me to do otherwise, is I was very stingy with our company's money. Mm-hmm. And I really wish I would have invested some of that into better equipment earlier on instead of trying to take shortcuts because – I real quick I I bought a piece of equipment for eight thousand dollars and knew it was twenty two thousand dollars and so I wanted to save a significant amount of money fourteen thousand yeah. dollars and I spent so much downtime with that piece of junk equipment it cost our company way more than fourteen thousand dollars yeah and so if you're starting a business and you're very stingy if I was giving myself advice I would say Warren when it's right when the timing's right talk to your mentor talk to your leader. You need to be willing to invest some finances in the right equipment. And so that would be my – now, you guys that love to spend money, don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. But for me, that was one thing looking back I wish I would have done more of is, is invested in my brand and in my equipment. Nice. Love it. Good advice. All right. So on this episode, I decided let's talk about growth or – how do I get there? Whatever there is for you. Um, so I have a super broad, ambiguous question for you, Warren. How do I get where I want to go? How do I get where I want to go? Well, if you just see where you want to go and you say you have a goal to get there, let's say it's a million dollars in revenue. If you have no plan to get there, Nick, it's just a wish and a dream. It is That's all it is. It is not a goal. It yep. is not a plan. If you have a plan, which includes stair steps, which includes tears, which includes small accomplishments to get to the bigger goal, now you have a goal and now you can get there. So oftentimes we have to talk to somebody who achieved that goal, who achieved that level, to ask them what are some basic things that they did to get there and then we can put those in, into place in our business. So having a, yeah. a good plan in place is absolutely key. Um, motivation, being self-motivated is absolutely key to growth. Uh, if you find your motivation just by going to a conference, that's okay if that motivates you or reading a book or even listening to a podcast can motivate you. But at some point, you have to be able to get up in the morning and motivate yourself mm-hmm. to go do the necessary things, those three things that you wrote down the night before that you have to go do. You have to be able to be self-motivated to get where you want to go. So having a plan and having self-motivation, having a mentor is absolute key, which is going to help you with both of those. Okay. So have a plan because if you don't have a plan, you just have a dream. That's exactly is that right. what I'm hearing? A wish, a dream. Yep. Okay. Then you got to have motivation. It doesn't <clears> – <throat> having a staircase doesn't help if you're not going to walk up the stairs. Got it. And then also have people that are there who – 
a couple stairs ahead of you that can help you get up. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. You say? Okay. Absolutely. Because sometimes we don't know what to do, Nick. Yep. We have self motivation. We have a plan, but we're not sure how to work the plan. We always say plan your work and work the plan. And if you don't know what to do as far as working the plan, you need to have somebody who can have that 10-minute phone call with you. Sometimes the shortest phone calls, by the way, are the best ones. Hmm. You have a quick question that gets one dynamic answer, and that guy got to go. Uh, Rod Livesey, I talked about him before, but <clears throat> my average phone call with him is probably two to three minutes. Yeah. And he always drops golden nuggets and answers my questions on the spot, and then the conversation's over because we both got to get back to work. Wow. And so having that guy, that somebody you can call for that quick answer is so key. If you don't have that, it's really hard to get where you want to go. Yeah. I love it. That's great. Um, so I want to grow. I'm trying to grow. But it's just taking so dang long. Why the heck is it taking so long for me to get where I want to go, Warren? Well, you need to have a one month, a one year, and a five year goal. That's what I believe. Yeah. And you need to make sure they're achievable. And don't be too hard on yourself to the point of where you think you're going to accomplish your five-year goal and a one-year goal uh, in, in a one-year span of time. Yep. I, I'm i the same way, especially with social media nowadays. Mm -hmm. People just show you their highlight reels. Exactly. They don't show you the behind-the-scenes, mm -hmm. the difficult days. And so what happens is we're sitting here comparing our – our takeouts, you know, when you have a movie, you have a high, you have the trailer, the highlight reel, the great pieces of the yep, movie, yep. and then you have the pieces that, you know, <clears throat> nobody watches because they weren't good enough. They got cut out, right? Yep. I used to love watching this, by the way, growing up. You the know, bloopers the bloopers and the outtakes. Little, yeah, the yep. bloopers. Yep. So we compare our bloopers to their highlight reels. Yeah, that's great. And oftentimes, it's just in our head, we're extremely hard on ourselves. We speak negatively to ourselves. We speak things to ourselves that tear us, tear us apart because we're thinking that we're way behind where other people are. And we are maybe way behind, but we, we don't know what season, what journey. We talked about that last episode was seasons. Yep. And so <clears throat> it is frustrating. But I'm not here to tell you that, well, you just keep going, you're going to get there. That's not always true. You might have to take a serious look at what you're doing and be willing to make some changes. If you've done something over and over and over and failed again and you haven't gotten better at it, like sometimes we get stuck in our head that this works. This form of marketing works or this form of application works, but it's not working and we're yeah. not honest with ourselves. And so sometimes doing a checkup from the neck up yep, and really like having that checkup, like, is mm -hmm. this really working? Is what I've learned. So sometimes we get these preconceived ideas that this is the way it is. That's the way we've always done it. And I am not going to change. Yeah. And people will tell us even. And they'll give us ideas that would help us do a better job of growing faster. And we're stubborn. Yep. Almost always, Nick, the problem is me. Almost every single time. Even if I have five employees. Lorna, are you listening? He just admitted <laughs> to being the problem. <laughs> hey. All right. <laughs> and it's true. Even even if I – oftentimes if I think that there's, there's a problem with her or something that she did, it stemmed with a problem with me. Almost yeah. every time in my marriage, if I'm the one finding fault – it started with me almost right. every single time. It's almost always me is the problem. Maybe yeah. always. But <laughs> so many, many times in business, we like to blame other people. We love, we love to blame the economy. Yeah. We love to blame our competition. We love mm -hmm. to blame our spouse, our business partner. The problem is almost always you. If you're the owner of the business, the problem is you. Well, and 
That's a great point because the problem is maybe almost always with you, but also even if the problem is the economy, you can't control the economy, but you can control your response to it. Mm -hmm. So if you just have a negative attitude, if you let it drag you down, if you just make excuses because of the economy, like now the problem is you. Mm-hmm. It's not the economy anymore. Now it's you for having a bad attitude or for not taking responsibility or for not, that's so you true. know, working with it. So, yeah, that's great. Like, the only thing you can control is yourself. And mm-hmm. the only thing you can control is is your reaction to, to the things that happen to your you. Your attitude. Yeah, yeah. your attitude. Mm-hmm. And, and so you're responsible for your reaction. Sure, you know, maybe your equipment breaking, you couldn't help that. But you can control whether that ruins the rest of your week or whether you choose to remain positive and deal with it and move on. Yep. Exactly right. So true. So I, I think your question of how do I get there or not, how do I get there? Why is it taking so long? It's just a patience thing. Yeah. It does. It does take a long time. I mean, our roofing business, the first year was way slower and smaller than we wanted it to be. But the second year it grew way more than we expected to because of how hard we pushed that first year. Yeah. And then guess what, Nick? The third year, we slumped. We didn't grow one bit. We were well almost stagnant. And that was a that was that felt like we were failing. Yeah. Because we had such big growth that second year. And the third year and that's happened. I've watched people on our team of roofing <clears throat> contractors have a record breaking year. And then they got complacent or they quit marketing and this third year or whatever year that was, it doesn't really matter. They were almost flatlined, and they felt like they were failing, even though they had made a lot of money and were successful that year. They didn't grow. So oftentimes we get impatient, and we look at the smaller picture again, mm-hmm. and we there again. Frustrations got to grow you. They got to push you forward. Yeah. They can't slow you down. If they do, you're going to fail. You're going to spiral out of control and die. If your frustrations grow you, if it's taking way longer than you thought. It's going to make you take a serious look at your business, the way you do your business and your daily actions. And once you figure out the little things you can just just switch a little bit, you're going to go back to the you know the path of growth. Yeah, love it. You know, one thing I was thinking too <clears throat> that I added to my notes with this question is a lot of times there's more steps to the process than we realize. And so a lot of times we think like, oh, my next goal is to get, you know, here in order to do that, I just got to do this one thing. But what we don't realize is that in order to do that one thing, there's like five sub steps we need to do to get that thing done to meet our goal. And so, and, that, and that's one thing I've seen and I've dealt with myself is like, like you said, being patient and realizing that like when you set a goal, you don't always know what's involved to get there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes a lot more than you realize. There's a lot more steps you have to do, but like you have to do each of those steps to get there. And if you try to take shortcuts, it's going to be bad. Yep. So and we have a thing we talk, we say, I don't know if I ever talked to you about this, but do it. It's do whatever it takes. Yeah. Having that attitude. Here's my goal, but I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. So yeah. remember that, that little catch, that little catchy thing, do it. And when you're thinking, you know, I'm going to give up or why is it taking, or you're frustrated, I'm going to go tomorrow, I'm going to do it. 
Yeah. And I'm just going to do those five things, those five unknown things, those five things that you didn't see everybody else doing to get to achieve their yep. goal. Now you're seeing, wait a minute, it's going to take a lot of effort. Yeah. Yep. 100%. But it'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay. So here's my other complaint with growth, Warren. So everybody else is growing so easily and so fast, right? We kind of talked about yep. this a little bit with the highlight reel. And I just can't keep up. Should I just give up? So I'm involved in a business where we have a leaderboard. And every month it shows all of the volume, all of the, the new recruits. And it, it's, like a, it's like a list. And you mm-hmm. can compare yourself to the other leaders. And I used to watch that so insanely closely. And I would compare myself to them. <clears throat> yep. But most times, I wasn't where I wanted to be at the end of that month, right? And so it actually did me harm mm-hmm. to compare myself. And so it come back. It came back to I didn't see the things they were doing. I didn't see that oftentimes the people that were ahead of me had been in business four, five, six years longer. Yeah. And I still compared myself to them. And so I think sometimes we just need to stop comparing ourselves to other people and just keep working on ourselves. Keep going vertical in your own personal life, definitely don't give up because you're further behind. I say compare yourself to two things. To two things. Compare yeah. yourself to to what you truly believe in, your moral compass. Your, for me, it's my faith. So I'm comparing myself to the Bible, to my Christian faith. Am I lining up with that? And then I compare myself to where Warren was one year ago today. Yeah. Has Warren improved his health? Has Warren improved his relationship with his wife? Has Warren improved his business? Has Warren improved his professionalism? And that is the key thing to compare yourself is, because if you do that, you it's actually very encouraging most times because you're further ahead than where you were a year ago. You're not where you want to be. You're not near where neighbor Bob is. He's way ahead of you. Maybe mm-hmm. he's driving the brand new truck and you're still driving that old piece of junk, 20-year-old rusted out truck. Yep. But... Somewhere there's somebody looking at you and your life and going, I just wish I had what Nick had. Yeah. I just wish I was where Nick was. I wish I had his brand. I wish I had his customer base. And so having that reality check of, hey, I am who I am. I'm going to compare myself to myself of where I was a year ago. And I think that will be key instead of sitting there looking at the sheet, looking at the comparison list. Mm -hmm. I think that can get very, very dangerous. Spending time on social media just consuming is extremely dangerous. You have to be putting out things that keep you active. You can't just consume, consume, consume because all of a sudden you're going, man, i got to keep up with Bob who has that new thing Mm -hmm. because you're just sitting there consuming all the other – for me, it's roofing contractors. I have a a roofing Facebook profile that has maybe 3,500 contractors that I'm friends with, and it's so easy for me to sit there and scroll for 20 minutes and see these things that people are doing and either getting envious mm-hmm. or thinking I'm going way too slow. And so we have to yeah. be careful with what we consume and how we process what we consume. Yeah, I love it. You know, and that's a great point about comparing yourself with yourself and not other people. Um, it's it's so important. And I, and I think about, um, that makes me think about in college I ran cross country and in cross country, now I wasn't the greatest runner, so I was never up at the top, you know, actually competing like for first place. But the main goal of cross country is, you know, you you have your time for how fast you completed the race, and then you're trying to improve that. You know, your your PR they called it a personal record, and so you're always trying to beat your own best time. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I always love that where it's, you know, you're competing against yourself. You're trying to better yourself. And I think that's the same in life and in business is keep track of your PR and then try to beat your PR. It doesn't matter who cares what Joe Schmo down the street, what his PR is. Yep. It doesn't matter. He's trying to beat his own PR. It doesn't matter if you're where you are in relation to him, beat your own PR. Yep. You know, worry about yourself. Absolutely. I would like to add one thing. The other side of that, Nick, is, you know, for a long time, people believed that you couldn't run a four-minute mile. You talked about running. Yeah. And I don't remember the guy's name. Maybe you do. The guy that ran in just under four minutes. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. Well, within head, a but... year, four other people did it. Yeah. Or maybe it was even less time. And now I think they can run it in like three minutes and 40 seconds or something like that. You have to fact check me on that. Something, yeah. But I don't want to discourage you guys from being inspired by people who have done way more than you have. Let's yeah. not, don't, don't take this the wrong way when we say, when I say don't spend time on social media. If you can look at that other company that's grown to the level where you're at and you can be inspired and not be envious, absolutely do it. Go for it. Be inspired and say, I'm going to do it the way Nick did it because that's the way I want to build my business. Not, oh man, I just wish I could be as big as Nick and I'm going to, man, I'm going to be bigger than him one day. It's being inspired. That's the other twist of this yeah. is seeing people who ran the four minute mile mm -hmm. and then saying, I can do it too because he did it. Right. So that's the other side of this. If you can do it without getting down on yourself, if you can use it to motivate you, I think it is a good thing yeah. to maybe be surrounded by people who are way better than you so that you're inspired. Yeah. Not being jealous, but being inspired. I love it. So what do you have? So uh, May 6, 1954, Roger Bannister became the first to, uh, Englishman. Roger Bannister ran a mile in three minutes and 59.4 seconds. That's awesome. So that's the guy. You know, and, and I love that point, and <clears throat> that reminds me again of um, the Winter Olympics were this past February. And I actually, I was, I, I thought of this very similar thing and I actually wrote a post about it on, 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 uh, Facebook was, you know, you look at Sean White, it was Sean White's last Olympics snowboarding. And you think about Sean White when he started and how he was pushing the sport and progressing it. He was doing things that people thought were impossible. That's right. Like there's no way anybody can do. And I don't remember, you know, back 20 years ago when he started, what the things he was doing. And now you know, four or five Olympics later, like these young kids are doing things that Sean White can't even mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. But it was because of him that they're doing that. Like he pushed the sport so much that now these kids are inspired Absolutely. to come in and they're taking it even further. So if you look at what someone else is doing and instead of being jealous and saying, oh, I wish I had that, be inspired by them, follow in their trail. And you never know, you might push it even further than they took it most likely yeah absolutely so so use them to help you build momentum rather because if you're jealous it's going to hold you back absolutely it's it not going to speed you up you're going to slow down so find a way to let their success inspire you and help you build momentum i love that that's exactly right so yep um <clears throat> warren why <laughs> Why is it so freaking hard to grow? Well, um, you know, when we see rocks, they're really hard, right? 
Super hard. Super hard. A lot of rocks. Unless they're sandstone, but yeah. Most rocks are hard. Most rocks are hard. We would say they're hard. Yeah. And so you think of water. It's soft, right? Yep. You can put your hand right through it, no problem. And water runs on the rocks on and on and on. And it carves a hole into the rocks. Even though it's soft and the rocks are hard, but with consistency, it can grow a big ravine. Yeah. It can dig anything out. Water is amazing. Yes. The Grand Canyon, for instance. Yep. And oftentimes, we think it is so hard to grow, but if we did the small, easy things, like running water over a rock consistently, we would accomplish a lot of hard things. Mm -hmm. Additional to that, so I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying if we do a lot of small things over and over and over, it's a huge thing that we accomplish. Yeah. And we accomplish what looks like a really hard thing to a lot of people. Yep. Let's say growing a million-dollar business. Okay. Seems extremely hard. Even once you've grown a million dollar business to grow another million dollar business seems hard, even if you know how to do it. Mm -hmm. But if you do the small things over and over, you soon have a million dollar business. Yeah. And I read a book. It was given to me by someone. uh, Her name was Emily. And this is probably 15 years ago. Wow. And the book, she just randomly gave me this book. She knew I liked to read books. I guess she sent me this book. And the book was called Do Hard Things. Hmm. And it was wrote by a couple teenagers. And if you're a teenager or somebody young listening to this show, anybody could read that book. But if you're young, let's say you're 25 or, or under, I would encourage you to read this book. It's very, very simple. But this book is full of stories of people who did hard things that nobody thought they could do. Nice. Because they were too young or they were handicapped or whatever. Yep. They did the hard things. Most of us are scared of success because it comes in a pair of work boots. And and overalls. Yeah. You know, we're scared because it looks it's hard work. It is. And we're like, I just wish it wasn't so hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I've told myself so many times, why does this have to be so hard? It looks way easier to do this or to run this business. Why does it look so easy for them? But I think part of this is just going back, like I shared on the last episode of, I'm so thankful that my parents taught me to do the hard things. Yeah. And I had to learn that over and over in life, and I'm still having to learn to do the hard things. Mm-hmm. But don't be scared of doing the hard things. If you want an easy, happy-go life, just apply for welfare checks and stay home and watch TV. Yeah. You can do that in this country, and yep. and you can scrape by. Go right ahead. If you just want a lazy life mm-hmm. where you don't do anything with your life, go ahead and do that. But if you want success and you want to build something, you're going to have to do hard things, extremely hard things. Yeah. But I will say, if you, it's like going to the gym. I have a brother, Philip, who goes to the gym. When he's at the gym lifting weights, to me it looks extremely hard, and it's yeah. probably somewhat hard for him, but he built up to that. Mm-hmm. He lifted 150 pounds before he lifted 200 and 250 pounds before 300, and now he can bench over 300 pounds. Wow. It looks extremely hard for me. I, there's no way I could do it. I would drop it. It would, it would kill me. Yeah. But he, did, he was willing to do the hard things mm-hmm. over and over and over and over and over, and now what's impossible for me, he can achieve, even though you know it looks like to him, it's like, oh, I can go lift 300 pounds. I see the 300 pounds and say, there's no way I can do it. It's too hard. Yeah. But he was willing to do all the other little things to get there. And so something that would be hard for Warren might not be hard for Nick. Yep. And I think that's another thing. If you're listening to this and maybe you've had some success, never look down on people who are just starting. Mm-hmm. You know, you take snowboarding, for instance. You mentioned that a little earlier. You're going snowboarding down the slopes, and you're like, it's so easy. And then you see the new kid that's just falling over and over and over, and you're like, man, it's easy. But take yourself back to when you first 
started snowboarding or skiing or whatever your business journey and remember how hard it was to do those little things yeah. to make that first sale and so that's something i have to keep in check when i see somebody struggling is wait a minute that was me not so long ago mm -hmm. and let's help the guy who's doing that little thing that seems easy for me but for him it's really hard yeah so there again surround yourself with people who are willing to challenge you to do the hard things and read the book um, do hard things. That's what it's called. Yeah. And don't be mad that it's hard. Don't don't be frustrated that it's hard. Just say I'm gonna do the hard things. Have that attitude, that willing attitude, and go for it. Yeah. And another book to read um, that many of you may have already read because it's pretty popular, but The Compound Effect by mm -hmm. Darren Hardy, which basically just talks, you know, kind of like we've been talking about this whole time, incremental growth baby steps. You don't have to <clears throat> get where you want to go in one giant leap. It's little small changes, little small steps in the right direction that over time, you know, being patient with the process, being consistent, and over time those things add up to big things. Yep. The Grand Canyon. So Grand Canyon. Water exactly. running over the rocks. Yep. 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 It takes time and it's hard. And you know, Objects naturally want to be at rest, right? That's like a law of physics, isn't it? Where like naturally things want to stop and be at rest. And so human nature is the same thing. Like we want to take the easy path. We want to be at rest. Like it is not within our nature to want to go out and do hard things. And so if something seems hard to you, a lot of times we let that hold us back or or be like, oh, why is it so hard? But I'm learning to, to frame my mindset in, in that that's actually a positive thing. Because if you see something as hard, that means you're challenging yourself mm -hmm. and you're growing. Because if it was easy, that means it's within your comfort zone and you're not growing. Absolutely. So if it's hard, that. it's outside of your comfort zone. You're pushing yourself. You're growing. And so that's actually a positive, not a negative, that things are hard. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So one thing I was just thinking about when we were talking about this is, Nick and I are not the experts. We're actually both very young in our... I mean, I'm our, an expert, but... Okay, fine. A few things. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. On our entrepreneur journey, we're still very young. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you go, man, those guys have no idea what they're talking about, which that might be you. If you have maybe maybe something that we said today or on one of the episodes, you're like, man, I just I used to think that, but here's something I've learned. Mm -hmm. Please challenge us with it. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, you know, we're. I look back sometimes at two years ago when I was training people to do something. And now I would never tell them to do that. I, yeah. I've grown. And so I'm always, I want to go vertical with this podcast. Yep. I want to learn. I want feedback from the audience that says, I used to think that too, but here's something that I learned that helped me even excel quicker, that helped me, yep. you know, so maybe there's something that we talk about on one of these episodes and you don't quite agree with it, but you might've thought that way one time, but you've grown. Please, you know, please contact one of us and share your thoughts, share your additional thoughts to this stuff. Yeah. Um, we're doing this for your benefit, but honestly, Nick, I'm planning to grow through this podcast as much as anybody else. Oh, yeah. Challenging myself through this. This is uh, growth. Yeah. This, is, this is hard. I mean, because I've never done a podcast. I don't, you know, are the things I say, are people going to find them value? Are they going to resonate? Do I know what I'm talking about? You know, there's all those things you go through in growth. And so, yeah, 100%. This is just doing a podcast is getting me out of my comfort zone. Yep. and causing growth so absolutely we're going vertical let's go um 
All right, can we switch gears a little bit? Anything more about growth you want to touch on? Oh, that's I missed? good. Okay. There's a lot, of course. Um, oh, I didn't write the headline for this one. I forgot. Um, but Paris, you may have heard of this. I'm not sure. In uh, Paris, France, on May 30th, 2022, a man seemingly disguised as an old woman in a wheelchair threw a piece of cake at the glass protecting the Mona Lisa. Did you hear about this? I've never heard about this. So <laughs> the Mona Lisa in the Louvre, Muse- Louvre Museum, uh, which is in Paris, um, and he shouted at people to think of planet Earth. The Paris prosecutor's office said Monday that the 36-year-old man was detained following Sunday's incident and sent to a police psychiatric unit. An investigation has been opened into the damage of cultural artifacts. Videos posted on social media show a young man in a wig and lipstick who had arrived in a wheelchair. The man, whose identity was unknown, was also seen throwing roses in the museum gallery to slack-jawed guests. I bet they were (laughs) slack-jawed. The cake attack left a conspicuous white creamy smear on the glass, but the famous work by Leonardo da Vinci wasn't damaged. So that's good. They have it behind some kind of protection of glass. Security guards were filmed escorting the wig-wearing man away as he called out to the surprised visitors in the gallery, Think of the earth. There are people who are destroying the earth. Think about it. Artists tell you, think of the earth. That's why I did this. Guards were then filmed cleaning the cake from the glass. A Louvre statement confirmed the attack on the artwork involving a patisserie. So, yeah. Man snuck in there, disguised as a woman in a wheelchair, just to throw some cake at the Mona Lisa. Amazing. Where do you find these stories? Last episode, he talked about a a bird that caused a lot of damage in some duck work. But yeah, so these are from the Associated Press. I just looked up uh, funny funny headlines uh, recently, okay. and the Associated Press has. So a, this happened recently. Yeah, May thirtieth, twenty twenty two. So God. just what's today? The tenth. So like twelve days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so hopefully that brightens your day. I guess uh, if you're not sneaking into art galleries dressed as a woman to throw cake, um, then you've experienced growth in your life. I don't know. Is that the takeaway? (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, well, I think that's a wrap. Episode two of Go Vertical, talking about growth. Um, Thanks for joining me again, Warren. This has been, uh, this was a fun one. I Nick, what's this. your plan as far as bringing on guests onto the show? Is that something we're going to do eventually here? Or what do you? What are your thoughts on that? Because I bet we have listeners who have their thoughts too that would probably be willing to hop on here. And you know, people are going to get tired of you and I here pretty yeah, quick. Probably I guess, after a few episodes. So, what's your plan going forward? No, that's a great plug. Yes, we we are wanting to and planning on bringing on guests to to talk about. So, if you uh, know of somebody who you think would be a great contributor or if you uh, would like to hop on and just uh, have a conversation with us about life or business or roofing or anything um, just reach out nick at nsjdigital.com or uh, connect with us on facebook mm-hmm. um, we'd love to hear uh, hear from you absolutely and you know the topic's always going to be going vertical Yep, we want to go up. We want to help everybody go up. That's the real purpose. Yep. Somebody asked me last night, "You're going to record a podcast?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "How are you going to make money doing that?" I said, "Oh, trust me, I don't care about the money. I have no it's idea how to make money on a podcast." Yeah. But for us, Nick and I love to talk about helping each other out and helping others out. Yep. And this is completely—that's all this is about. 
and that's our main goal with this mm -hmm. is to help ourselves go vertical our businesses go vertical but also to help you go vertical and if you can come on here as a guest and share with people and help them go vertical i mean that that'd be a great way to give back and uh, to maybe people who've taught you something um, that you can pass it along yeah that's great well, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to it at. Or if you didn't enjoy it, please still leave a five-star review to just tell us how much you hated it. Uh, we'd appreciate that. Um, why, why leave a review? What does it? What does it? What? How does like Apple Podcasts look at that? If somebody leaves us a review, um, what does that do for our podcast? Yeah, so we want to obviously grow our audience, and and like you said, it's not about getting any kind of monetary gains or anything. We just want to help people and, and provide value and hopefully help them go vertical in their life. And so uh, leaving positive reviews just helps boost it, helps uh, Apple Podcasts or, or whatever podcast mm -hmm. platform to show it to more people so we can have a greater reach and hopefully you know help impact more people. Absolutely. Um, so that would be a great help to us. We'd appreciate it. And of course, um, to give us feedback. You know? And oh yeah, and feedback. Yeah, so we Any, know what we're doing good or bad. Yep. Or yep. Leave wrong. a comment. Leave a comment uh, with feedback. Reach out to us again on Facebook or email me. Uh, and and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but I think any last closing words of wisdom before we sign off? Well, probably you know if if we're ripe, we rot, and if we're green, we're growing. Right. Think of an apple. Stay green. Stay green. Stay growing. Don't ever think you're ripe that you've made it because you're going to rot. Love it. That's great. All right. Take that. Sit on it. Think about it. And uh, we're excited. We'll be back soon. Go out and do it. Go vertical.